0: Hey there, this is Bo James, and on behalf of the Wix Church of the Nazarene, I just want to say thank you for joining us. I believe there is something for you in this message, and I pray that it will help you grow your faith. Enjoy.
1: It must have been terrifying on that night 2,000 years ago in the sleepy middle between dreaming and waking, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph and told him that Mary would bear a son. Can you imagine? His soon-to-be wife perfect and pure, was now going to be giving birth to the Son of God, I wonder what it would have been like to awaken from that dream. To be faithful to the law and not disgrace your true love, you may have wondered about solutions that would never have been considered under normal circumstances. In the end, the choice to press on and walk in faith must have been incredibly difficult for Joseph. It must have been terrifying on that night 2,000 years ago for the shepherds as they watched their sheep in the fields. Can you imagine it? the sky exploding with light, and the voluminous chorus of glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to all men. Thousands of heavenly beings filled the night sky and the news of the greatest gift of the world had ever known. I wonder what it would have been like to have been there. Cold, scared, alone, and yet amazed by the glory of God on display for all to see. 1 John 4, 9 reads, This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. It must have been terrifying on that night 2,000 years ago for the wise men. Following the heavenly star on a God-ordained journey to find the king of kings. Can you imagine it? setting forth on an incredibly long journey without knowing what you would find. Long, arduous miles on the back of a camel, continuing to follow the star to a little manger and finding the Christ child, Jesus. I wonder what it would have been like to finally arrive at that place where Jesus lay, to see him, behold him, and bow down in wonder, the love of God for you and for me. It must have been terrifying on that night 2,000 years ago, in the little town of Bethlehem. Can you imagine it? A young girl bringing into a small, smelly stable the greatest gift that the world had ever known. I wonder what it would have been like to be there that night, cold, scared, and alone, and yet comforted by the peace that surpassed her understanding knowing that God was in control. I wonder if God wept with joy as the greatest of Christmas gifts, his son Jesus, was placed in a manger's crib. God's mighty, miraculous, vulnerable gifts of love are found in unsuspecting, even difficult places. Even in our weakness and fear, his love endures. It overcomes. Life's circumstances and trials do not diminish the greatest gift that has ever come. Love shines anew each and every day.
0: I've missed you guys. I have the perfect Christmas tree at my house and there's no party, (laughs) you know? First time in 15 years, no party at our house. And let me tell you, we've always joked about that. If you've ever watched the movie Christmas with the Cranks, that's one of our faves. And we've always joked about that one year, we're not going to do the party, you know? And now that we've done it, it's not so fun, right? I mean, yeah, so, and, and I, can't even, I haven't even put up all of my decorations. It's kind of hard to get in. Anybody else had that issue this year of like hard to just sort of get in the full swing of the season, so yeah. Well, today is the Sunday Advent of Love, so turn with me to Luke chapter 1. As you can guess with the songs we chose this morning, we're talking about the birth of Jesus when love comes down. Luke chapter 1, starting with verse 26. So in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, Gabriel came to Nazareth to a virgin named Mary, and she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month for the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Dear Heavenly Father, this is your word. May it breathe into your people today the message you have for each and every one, those who are here in person and those who are on live with us or who will pick it up later, Lord. And who, as they listen, may it change us because of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. So, often we focus on Mary or Elizabeth a lot of times this time of year, and and that's okay because, you know, there's no greater love than a good mother's love, right? Oh, there's so many times that I miss my mom, especially on the birthdays. I don't care who wishes me a happy birthday. It's just not the same as your mom calling you on your birthday. So, we know that. And, And did you even know that Mother's Day sells more Roses than Valentine's Day, the day of love. But Mother's Day sells more roses than Valentine's Day. So a good mother's love, we understand. They get their own holiday, right? But love is more than just a biological connection. Love is more than just feelings and, and that connection we get that feels, you know, all gooey in our tummy, right? Love is so much more. Love is about Faithfulness, and that's what I want us to hear this morning our being loved is not based on our faithfulness It relies on the never-ending faithfulness of God You know so many times we Reject being loved because we don't feel like we're worthy of it But I want you to hear the message this morning It has nothing to do with your faithfulness It has everything to do with the faithfulness of your Heavenly Father you know, we start with kind of something old this morning. We begin today's message talking about Elizabeth and her six months of pregnancy. And, you know, this is an important part, you have to understand, because it, in that six months, then it's pretty obvious she's pregnant by now. It's it's one thing to say, you know, she could have told everybody what the angel had told Zechariah. Yeah, I'm going to have a kid. And they would have looked at her like, bless your heart. You're a little too old for that. Right, we all know that all these years, y'all have tried. You, you had no kids, right? Because you got to remember, there's no test. Can't run down to Easy Mark and grab a test. There's no ultrasound, right? Which means there's no big gender reveal. Oh wait, there was a gender reveal, Gabriel. Yeah, top that one, Pinterest. How are you gonna top Gabriel coming and doing your gender reveal for you, right? But this was important because at six months, she would have been shown. It would have been obvious. This is not just her wishful thinking anymore. God has done something miraculous for Elizabeth. And this kind of mimics something old because you know what? They knew God is a God of miracles. This isn't the first time we've seen someone who wasn't supposed to have a baby have a baby. Right? Sarah, she was old and she had a child. Hannah, who thought she wasn't going to be able to, and she spent day after day in that temple begging God for that child. Miracle happened. She has a child. And then when Samuel comes along, he's dedicated as a Nazarite, which means he wasn't allowed to drink wine. And we see that kind of echoed in John's story as well, when John is said to be kept apart from drinking wine. So we've seen in the Old Testament that God worked in unexpected ways. Over and over again, God displayed his faithfulness. Oh, this is bad news. Like technology. Thank you. I mean, my my screen went blank and I was like, well, wait, that's not good. So we've watched this over and over in, in the Old Testament. God does the unexpected. That wasn't something new, right? It wasn't something that we had never thought of before, but we have to understand that when we look at Elizabeth's story, when we look at the birth of John, this was sort of an ending to the prophet era. Because what did the prophets do? They were all the time telling about the Messiah that would come, right? And so John's story is sort of that ending narrative to that part, because it's not about the kingdom coming. He's announcing the kingdom has come when John is prophesying. The Messiah is here. So the narrative then is pointing to something new. And that's what I want us to hear in the story of Mary this morning. You know, again, God works in unexpected ways. I think sometimes that's why we feel like God lets us down, because we'll pray our prayers and we have expected ways that we want God to show up. But man, have you ever been there when God does the unexpected? When like out of the blue, something happens in a way that you just never thought it would happen. You know, Thomas and I uh, have a story of uh, when these kiddos were really little and and Christmas was really tight one year. And we were kind of arguing about Christmas and, you know, what we could afford to get them, what we couldn't afford to get them, those kind of things. And Thomas's words to me in that, and it, it kind of got into an argument. And he said, well, it's not like the money's in the mail. Because we were talking about our budget for Christmas. The very next day, the very next day, there was an envelope in our mailbox, no name, with cash. Now, you know how the mail works. It takes a while to get there. So that means God was already answering the prayer before those words were spoken. Now, we wasn't praying for God to send us that money. No, we were just trying to figure out how to get by. God works in unexpected ways. He works before we ask to where it shows up in a way that we never thought it would. And that's just one of those moments that has always stuck with us, probably because of those specific words that Thomas used. It's not like the money's in the mail. And don't you know God just giggled? I think God has a sense of humor. And I'm just sure he was giggling, right? Like you just wait and see, buddy, I got you. So that's what we're seeing in Mary's story, because God was doing something totally new. In fact, we see this first image of our, you know, we serve a a God who is a trinity, right? We have Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And we see that picture here with Mary. Because God has sent Gabriel with the the message from the Father that the Holy Spirit's going to come and you're going to give birth to his son. We see the trinity at work. Something totally new. And in other stories that we talked about, because we said, hey, it's not uncommon that God did miracles and women had babies, right? But in these other stories, these women had been praying for those children. Mary's not even ready to have a baby yet. She is probably a, a teenager. She is engaged. What this would have meant was that she was probably still living at home while Joseph is getting the house ready, the household ready for them to live in. So she's still at home. In fact, for her to become pregnant right now would be really bad news. Because by law, he could have her stoned because Joseph would know this is not my child. And even in the lesser case, he would divorce her, which would make her scarred and not good news. So this was not really good news for Mary. Do you understand (laughs) that in society, this would have been Horrible news to say yes to this. But God is doing something new. So when Gabriel says, Mary, you are favored. I love how, you know, it describes Mary confused and disturbed. Which means she just wasn't understanding what this angel was saying to her. It's not really clear. It worries her. And in fact, what history tells us about Mary, there's nothing even really special that should make Mary stand out. Yeah, she may have came from a good, devout Jewish family, but there was just nothing truly special that would have made her stand out. But even though there were questions, Mary is faithful. Mary is obedient. You know, we've talked about Mary's story time and time again. But I I think if we focus just on that, we're going to miss the real message in this today. The message is, Emmanuel, God is with us. That is the true message of Christmas. That God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. See, Mary is a... An important character in this story. Don't don't miss that. But the message of faithfulness and love is that God entered our world. That's pretty big. Because so many times we feel like God is not with us, but He came. He entered this world in the lowliest of ways that he could. I mean, he could have just showed up. But he started from the very beginning, didn't he? Just like the rest of us. He came into our world. Have you ever ever used that phrase, walk a mile in my shoes? You know, when someone's trying to tell us how we feel and you're like, you, you don't know how I feel because you haven't walked this journey. Christ came and he walked this journey. He entered our world. They had been waiting and waiting and waiting for this Messiah. And at this moment, this is God screaming out, I have not forgotten you. I hear you. I am with you. God was breaking into the chaos. So the greatest miracle of Christmas is that we are not forgotten. That's an important message in this day and time. You know, I know I get a lot of uh, funny jokes about me being on TikTok and stuff, but let me tell you, it gives you a real image of the broken humanity in our world. There are some people truly truly hurting just last night a a story that I follow on there um, and and this was so great he was doing a live stream and, and this is a guy who is fighting for his sobriety and he lost the fight last night and he he was using while he was on live but the people watching him got so concerned because his live cut off they actually contacted the police in his town to go and check on him and he posted later He was back up with day one. Here I go. We live in a broken society that feels forgotten. But because of God's great love, he was drawing near. That's what we're celebrating on Christmas. Not technically. Dalton was testing me the other night. How old is Jesus, by the way? (laughs) According to his birthday. Which, by the way, December 25th. Not his real birthday. It's just a day chosen for the holiday. What we are celebrating was God came near. The good news is regardless of our faithfulness, God remains faithful to us. He broke into the world new and unusual, a baby born of a virgin. Nothing compares to this miracle. So when people say, how can you believe in creation? Because I believe that a baby was born of a virgin. Boom. And science says that's impossible. So if I can believe that, I can believe this miracle. It's all from God. Therefore, we can expect, this is what I love. God showed up. He did the unexpected. He did something new, unusual, never been done before. And you know what? He still can do it today. I think we struggle in this day and age of recapturing that belief in what God is capable of. You see, the problem is we think, well, yeah, he used to do it, BJ, but he doesn't do it anymore. This is not the end of God's story. I just, I need you to understand that. This is the books that was decided to be the closest to Jesus, And that's why it's put together as the Bible. But that didn't mean that the miracle stopped. That doesn't mean God's story has stopped. It just means this is the most reliable for us to look at the life and story of Jesus Christ and what God desires in our lives. So what we see that happened here can still happen today. Because God is God with us. We can expect him to do the unexpected. You know, one of my favorite prayers, and maybe I have prayed this with you before, is when I pray with you and I'll say, God, will you just bless them with unexpected prayers this week? And the reason I pray that way is because I want him, just like that envelope showed up in my mailbox, I want God to show up in your life in an unexpected way that you wasn't looking for. Because sometimes that just gives us that piece of hope that we realize we're not forgotten. You know, this story of Jesus being born is our invitation to be part of a new family. I don't know about anybody else in here, but sometimes family, hmm, you got blood family, but then I got God family. And sometimes that is different. And I love the dynamic of Jesus' family because it creates a whole new story for us of what family is, and it's not based on biology. No matter who you are, can you hear this, church? No matter who you are, no matter where you come from or where you're at at this moment in life, we are loved by a God and invited to be part of his new family. Somebody needs to hear that today. Because so many times we feel unworthy to be part of the church. I'm not good enough to be part of them. No, God says all are welcome, for God so loved the world. And here's the deal I believe that every human has a hole in that heart. And our biggest desire is for someone to love us so fiercely that they'll fight for us. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like we want that love in our life to know that someone will fight any battle just to love us. Your heavenly father loves you that much. Jesus Christ came. This is the sweet part of the story. We all love when a baby's born. In a few months, we'll celebrate Easter. That's what he came for. He came to fight fiercely for you, for your love. Remember that when he came into the manger, he came for the cross. Because God breaks in and says, You're not forgotten, you are loved. He did it before we were faithful. You know, that little scripture that says, while we were sinners, yet he died for us. Again, it's not about your faithfulness. Because you're sitting there thinking, oh, I don't know, God, I've messed up. Yep, he knows it too. And he still loves you right where you're at. Well, God, I, I know that you probably want better for me, but I just, I haven't got there. Yep, I know. And I still love you right where you're at. I'm still with you right where you're walking. God desires for us to be made new. He does. And I believe that he takes us just as we are, but man, he's got so much better ways. And sometimes we have to do some changing and polishing to to change, to get on the right path that God truly has for us. But he loves you just where you're at. Just where you're at God became Emmanuel God with us to be present where we're at Here's the advent message. See God with us that has been through all these weeks of advent with us It's our hope that we're not alone. God is with us It's been our peace and the confidence we need to know that he is with us no matter what the circumstances are God is with us It's the joy and the knowledge that we are loved we talked about that last week about our joy coming from knowing that god loves us like nobody else that's where my joy comes from and it's the love beyond measure we've been talking about that on wednesday nights that you can't measure god's love there's no beginning no end to it there's no way to say does he love me this much does he love no god just loves us So it's a love beyond measure, but not because of who we are or what we can do. But because of who God is, that's why I pray every week. God changes because of who you are. Not because of what I'm going to do. Sure, he wants us to love our neighbors and he wants us to, to do good to our neighbors and do good things. But that doesn't make him love us more. The love he has is already immeasurable. You can't increase it. You can't even decrease it. Even when you are at your lowest low, God says, I love you. And he'll reach down and pick you up every single time. As long as you're breathing, you got another chance coming. As long as you woke up today, you got another chance coming. We sang the song this morning, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Oh, man, am I the only one that sees Josh Farringer every time we sing that? Thank you, Raymond. Yes, y'all remember several years ago when the kids did a little program for us and how he just screamed that song out. I'm, when, I, when Brittany and I was talking about that song yesterday, I said, how are you even going to do it without Josh Ferringer? I'm just telling you. That is my forever Christmas memory for kids doing songs, I tell you. But man, if we all had that enthusiasm, right, to scream it at the top of our lungs. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born wow that's the kind of love we need to echo back to god when we talk about his faithfulness and his love for us it should stir something in us church i know this christmas has been different and it's kind of wonky and it's just yeah but this has never changed never you know alex was sharing with me a a, one of his classmates at school had texted this week her great-grandmother had passed away, and she was 111 years old. Whoa! Like, can you even imagine what she has seen in her lifetime? And I said, you know what? She went through not one, but two pandemics. How about that? And this, I bet she would tell you, never changed. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ was born. That God entered our lives. And here's the good part. He came. And you're like, yeah, and he left. Yeah, but he left the Spirit with you and I. He's still with us. He's here today. He's he's when you walk out and you go to work, tomorrow's Monday. uh, Short week, three-day week, right? Spirit's with us. And in Advent, as we wait, it's because He's coming again to get his church. Are we ready for that? Are we ready? You know, when Jesus left, he didn't just say, hey, yo, I'll see y'all when I get back. No, he left us with a purpose. Matthew 28 tells me when Jesus left, it says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. He said, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. God broke in, he came, and he's still with us today, right where you are. I don't know what you walked in here with this morning. I don't know what burdens you carried in here. But I need you to hear and I need you to know, church, you are loved. Even if no one else tells you that this week, hear your pastor say, you are loved. But now who are you going to go love for Jesus this week? Who are you going to go tell this wonderful news? Don't keep it. That's like, finding the cure for COVID and saying, it's all mine. I ain't giving it out. You better give it out. Because we got the cure. We got the cure for sin. We got the cure for that hole in the heart that says, I need somebody who's going to fiercely fight for me. And you can tell them, your father in heaven's already done that. And Jesus fought it all the way to the cross and he won. Stand with me this morning, church. Dear heavenly father, we come before you. And as we prepare this week, the week of Christmas, God, every day we celebrate it. Every day we celebrate the coming of your son. It's not just once a year. I hope for the church that we celebrate the joy of you breaking into our life. And God, somebody here this morning, they need a break. They need you to break in right now. Oh God, they need you to break in to hear that voice. I love you, my child. I love you, my child. God, they need to know that right where they're at, you're with them. God, and as a, as a believer, I know that even when we slip and we fall, God, you are still with us through it all, patiently waiting. Somebody just needs to reach up and take your hand this morning. Oh, Lord, may they do that right now, right where they're at, here or at home. Lord, may they reach up and take your hand and say, God, pick me up. Hold me up, Lord. As I'm reminded of Brittany's song battle cry, <laughs> stand me on solid ground again, Lord. Father, somebody needs to reach out today and, and just know that you're not done with them. Oh, you have a plan and a purpose. And maybe, maybe they've gotten off track, Lord, but you're still there to guide them back. Forgiveness. Oh, somebody needs to just empty their heart to God this morning and, and let, that, let that be known. Father, thank you. Thank you that when none of us were looking for you, you showed up. And that we can look back now and see where you were trying to work in our lives beforehand. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for every person you put in our lives that was bringing the good news to us. Thank you for every seed planted. Thank you for every person that helped water those seeds, God, until it came to salvation with you. And God, I just pray now that as we leave this place today, when we log off online, that, Lord, we go out and we try to love others for you. Doesn't matter how they respond to us, Lord. It's all about us being obedient and faithful to you, just as Mary was. She didn't understand. She was scared. And she said, but I'll do it because I love you, Lord. May that be our heart cry today, no matter how scared we feel sometimes when, when we think you want us to share Jesus with our neighbor, Lord. May we just say, but I love you, Lord. I'll do it. I'll do it. Lord, be with the families today that are, are grieving. Just bring them that comfort that no one else can do. Let them cling to your spirit in these days. Lord, and as we enter into this week, let us have joyous time with families, whether that's in person or over FaceTime, however we have to do it. You are still with us through it all. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Since some of you came in a little bit late, do not forget your communion elements... For those of you that came in late, we're doing online service Christmas Eve at 6 o'clock. We're going to do communion together. So pick up elements for you and your family at the back. See Amy Joe for the extra hams and such. Have a blessed day. Hey, I hope you received exactly what you needed from that message. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or you can always find us in person if you're in the area. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find us on Tithely. Thank you to those who support our church. I hope you will subscribe and join us on the next one. And remember, you are loved.